So the meditation uh, project <laughs> is to access the place where the stress of programs and conditions and the stressful reality ceases, the ending of dukkha, and of course the ways in which that comes around learning viscerally, intuitively, emotionally, you know, in yourself, getting a feeling for how that operates in terms of your own living experience. And the language can be helpful. Language, of course, comes after secondary to the experience. But just to remember there is this this possibility of the ending of stress and this means not just that life is less stressful actually your vision your experience of reality itself changes you shift you you kind of see or experience life rather differently both in terms of aims and objects in terms of where you're coming from So part of the whole um, Sankara aggregate is how our intentions get formed. Uh, and we come from those intentions. And one strong intention, I call it the business model, which is to have a definite result to get to, definite target, performance level to arrive at, and to do so as promptly and effectively as possible with as least glitches. Uh, the business model, get there as promptly, effectively as possible, no snags. Yeah? And so we run, often running that, not necessarily even knowing running it, but getting conditioned into that way of behavior. Because we are, we bonded to a machine and a business phenomenon, environment. That's the way machines work. And for the last, I don't know, 200 years, we've bonded to machines. And uh, they're going faster. <laughs> and so are we. <laughs> yeah. And we've bonded very much to uh, an economic model of business and uh, effective work. So your sleep rhythms are affected by the working day. You know, whereas... Mm, pre-industrial people would maybe sleep two or three hours at night get up, do some stuff go back to bed again or lie down for another couple of hours you know, it wasn't a solid eight hour knockout and then full on frenzy for <laughs> and then a slump it was kind of like much more organic but we've got so we're operating I suggest many of us operating according to a particular Model we didn't even invent or know we were operating. That was the one that was available. We got inducted into it by our, our social environment. So it's like that. Um, so this one, you know, that's one one particular groove or pattern. I think it's pretty obvious in many ways because it is very stressful. 
and we lose so much of the joy, the immediacy, the love, the warmth, the acceptance that's available on a more organic level. So the sense of encouragement to discharge and to realise that is what machines and business does not know and what the model does not know is a place where things don't have to reach targets and goals and you feel good. Because <laughs> that's not the business model, otherwise we wouldn't. Business models only feel good if you reach those targets, otherwise you feel a failure. Slack, you lose your job, so forth, you're not keeping up with things, you're ineffective, you're ineffective, you're, you're fuzzy, your health isn't, you know, whatever something wrong because you're not hitting those targets now there is another way in which you, you you know you can feel good without hitting those targets without meeting even trying to meet those targets <laughs> and this is the meditative model you know you could say or coming to much more organic awareness where these qualities of loving acceptance joyfulness ease warmth are available they're, they're innate you don't have to do them you yeah? Whereas the others you do, these are things that occur when you come out of that. So, you, know, you don't make a million dollars, but you feel good. <laughs> and not only do you feel good, but you probably act in a more friendly, leisurely, comfortable, receptive, appreciative way to other people. So you do good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this moving to this uh, model mm-hmm. or to this experience yeah, I mean this is towards the unconditioned so our awareness is conditioned into modes of intention uh, and it gets conditioned not necessarily by our own clear decision we get inducted into it through contact what we're with and we probably do make micro decisions you know oh yeah that'd be better <coughs> and and it kind of works in a way in a way now with reasoned attention even when it works in a way if you really widen your attention and get some more information, you realise how much it costs to make it work. Your energy, your life, your attention. How many resources went into that? Okay, so so today, yesterday I was coming up from London, someone very kindly offered to, to pick me up, particularly so we could bring some books for you all here. So we're driving up from, from where I live in West Sussex, and we stopped off en route to start to be with some trees for a while and then got back in the old car and of course didn't really recognise we're getting to the car back around 4.30 uh oh <laughs> and then just coming into the beginning of the North Circular at 5 <laughs> and so and there was some kind of accident on the, M, on the A40, so that meant the cross traffic was jammed, it meant the northbound traffic was jammed. 
So it took us about two hours to get through Ealing, which is probably a mile and a half, maybe two miles. I could have hopped on one leg (laughs) quicker. (laughs) And what it had taken to get to this was the car had to be built. So that's mining, smelting the ore, building factories, cutting down trees, landscapes to you know, do, do the mining. What it took just to make that physical structure, the car, yeah? and then the rubber from trees and plantations, so cutting down more trees so you could plant rubber trees, transportation costs and so forth, and then digging up oil and then putting it in the automobile and then burning it into the air. You know? So a huge amount to actually do less than I could have done on my legs. <laughs> and that was when it wasn't working, right? So, of course, most of the time it works. You drive along and you don't really realise. Just, yeah, it's fine, yeah, what's what you talking about? This works fine. Well, what did it take to make it work? You know, and how fine was that for the number of beings whose lives were damaged, destroyed, in order that we could have such a thing? You know? So... You know, just even realize when it does, even when it works, how much it costs. And are are we aware of that? And could we actually, you know, not have that such a high target expectation? I think everyone is going to have to learn (laughs) because the the resources are, are running out. Yeah. And so, clearly, when you're in this traffic jam, you're sitting there, and well, you kind of still got the basic idea in your mind. You'll get to where you want to go. And it, well, maybe it'll take a little bit longer. You'll get to where you want to go. So we just wait for the lights to change. The lights change red, red and amber, green. Nothing moves. Green, red. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Red, red, and amber, green, nothing moves. <laughs> so you see this signal give, giving out this, these command signals that you're supposed to respond to, and nothing, nothing happens. <laughs> and, and eventually, nothing works. Oh, it's fine. Give up the idea of going anywhere, getting anywhere. Just realize here I am. I'm grateful that I'm not. That I've got metal, so I'm not. Not the rain isn't landing on me. I'm, and I'm here. And that's all I ever, all I ever can be, all I ever can have, all I ever can. It doesn't take up anybody else's time or space. Doesn't, you know, doesn't ask for whole amounts of resources to construct it. All I have to do actually is just dismantle some expectations, some perceptions, some ideas of comfort, convenience. That's all right. It will change sooner or later. So this is a very helpful model to, to bear in mind. You know, Things don't have to work for you to feel happy. 
things don't have to uh, go according to the way one wishes them to go in order to feel comfortable. Now, clearly, it doesn't mean we have to not have any aims, but just to be have have that resource. You know, we try to make things, you know, clean, tidy, on time, comfortable. People, and it doesn't quite work. But you do that. You do that with a mind that does not have this unconscious placing of result. And so, also when you meditate, be careful of that. Those things you see on, on um, when you see advertisements for meditation, there's this person sitting there, generally on a beach somewhere, <laughs> like this beautiful, nice, kind of looking very poised, comfortable, serene, balanced, good body. <laughs> And they're, all, you know, and you think, what? Yeah, that's the, that's that's it. That's the, that's the one. <laughs> you want anything that resembles that? You want to firmly, <laughs> or you look in the books. It's you know, this person's. You read in the suttas, this person's gone from kind of complete ignorance to. Our aunt shipped and took him maybe two pages. <laughs> wow, that was quick. <laughs> it was, when you read it. <laughs> and you want to kind of dismantle those things. Just, you know, what do you really know? Yeah. What do you know about, uh, you know, a sense of a rising up quality of clarity and, and, and attentiveness and balance? And what do you know about when it starts to push forward? Or you hit the snag points and you think, oh, oh no, you don't get, you know, you know, the machine doesn't work. And you start getting, rather than, oh, this is an interesting point, a growth point here. Let's just get around this. Let's meet this area of tension in the body rather than trying to stop it. Let's meet this area of tension in the body and bring awareness around that with that quality of expanding a quality of loving acceptance, embodying it. What about that, rather than how do I get past this thing? This nagging mind, instead of wishing it would shut up or following it, what would it take to, to step back around that and respond to that spaciously, grounded, compassionate all the time in the world not expecting it ever to quieten down and think that's okay yeah I can be with that strangely enough what I've found living with a nagging mind often nagging for very good reasons uh, things to do things to think about things to sort out is the less it bothers me, the quieter it gets. It starts to kind of either either my attention moves out of it, or it, it doesn't impinge. Contact impression, it doesn't make contact. I'm not interested in it. I'm not bothered by it. I'm not disappointed by it. I don't even I don't identify with it. Or the degree to which I do that, it does not impinge. 
just like you might have very well have walked into here without really having any particular liking or disliking about the trees or the grass. It just did not was not a concern. It was not in your you know, you were focused on getting to the door, looking at your watch, what time it is, what you have in mind, and various things did not really you didn't make contact with them. Because they weren't they weren't a concern of yours. So this ability to steer attention Now, attention is another sankhara, another aspect of sankhara. It's that quality or that action which sometimes we realize we're doing and sometimes kind of happens instinctively, which forms a focal point. Forms a focal point. Generally, it focuses on the most agreeable or the most disagreeable. Yeah. That is, we find ourselves caught or attending to or a mind becoming focused on either things we find agreeable, interesting, pleasant, conducive, inspiring, or that. Or we find things that are disappointing, frustrating, irritating, disgusting, shameful. So we focus around agreeable and disagreeable. And the mind has got like a search engine on it gets to one of those and boom, rivets on it. And then, of course, if it's agreeable, there's more of that. The intention comes in. How to stay with it, how to have more of it. If it's disagreeable, how to get rid of it, uh, and so forth. Can't get rid of it, then blame someone for it. <laughs> Him or oneself. <laughs> and who's there at that time he's not there and self isn't there what's there is this lack of careful attention around contact therefore the intentions go wrong does not lead to discharge does not lead to be to that quality where we might say oh well nothing works I'm fine. <laughs> and I would suggest, at least as a something, hypothesis, just over years of you know, listening and teaching and being in meditative um, communities, individuals, retreats and so forth, that for many people, their attention goes to, what's, to that which is difficult. That is, when one meditates, one goes to one's problems. And it could be physical problem, uh, relationship problem, life problem, self-perception problem, I'm not this, I'm never that. goes to the problematic. It goes there and it sticks there. And it sticks there, and it tries to, you know, get stop it, that, change that, get rid of that, make it another way. And as it does so, it becomes more absorbed in this problematical experience. That becomes oneself. What we give attention to, we establish contact around, the mind absorbs into it.
It becomes our self. So, well, we after all we realize I can't meditate. That's bad news, isn't it? (laughs) Because myself is corrupted, guilty, past life, flaws, psychologically disturbed, wacky, too busy, too crazy, too young, too old, too something or the other, or not enough of this. So there it is. Signed, sealed, delivered, dukkha. So that, because of that, that groove of things should be agreeable, free from stress, um, solid and reliable, get there every time, sit down, cross your legs every time you're there, boom, got an effective system, works every time, and I can control it. I can get there, do a few tweaks, boom, we're in. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the system? Give me the system that will do that. I'll even pay for it. And and you can, and at times it, you can, you can you can do it. Uh, it can be done. But uh, you look at the cost. Not just the material cost, but uh, the um, what 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 do you find yourself having to give attention to in order to get there such as quite often quite a restricted range of experiences you know, thing I get focused on one point at a time and quite a limited um, air, uh, quite a limited territory can't do it I can't do it in a tube train I can't do it while I'm cooking I can't do it when I'm talking to somebody I can't do it if there are other people around in fact, I can do it only when I'm in a kind of isolation tank somewhere where I can get my samadhi together. That took quite a lot of doing, didn't it? To carve out your territory on planet Earth. And then you think, well, maybe that's what it takes after all. But then you look at the example of these Buddha and Arahants, they, weren't, they were living out in the jungle. I'm sure the insects didn't step back and say, oh, sorry, you're meditating. <laughs> We won't bother you now. I'm sure the climate didn't adjust itself to exactly the right temperature, so as I feel nice and cool, not sweat or feel hot. I don't think the jungle quietened down and said, shh. <laughs> they thought, you know, a lot of times they weren't even very well. They weren't eating properly. So, you know, the balanced diet, the full belly, you know, that wasn't there. So, yeah. Just get realistic about it. So clearly they weren't dealing with the kind of thing, they weren't dealing with commuter stress or other stuff like that, but they were not living in some kind of ideal meditative circumstance. They're living in a kind of chaotic, random circumstance where physical displeasure is a standard. (laughs) Where emotional uncertainty is normal. Where health is precarious. And so what are they doing? They're hitting the place where it's okay. It's just that. Mm-hmm. And that 
It's where we want to go. Now, as we learn, or as we're encouraged to learn in meditation, there is uh, a kind of attention that will, will help to take us there, an attention that is definitely nourished and resourced by this understanding of these characteristics of things not being necessarily agreeable, things being inconstant, and things being not self. And so you take that, those three characteristics, as, as this is true or not. Start to check it out. You realize yeah, things sometimes are agreeable, but they're not necessarily innately agreeable. They come and go, and they're not constant. They're, they're unstable, and they're not something we have control over. Yeah. So you take that as a standard. What kind of attention is born from that? pretty agile I would think pretty nimble pretty able to flex and let go and relax and shift quite a a fluid flexible attention so we're encouraged to cultivate like this a responsive relational intelligence not just a fixation And noticing how much of our mind has built up, you know, programs and strategies that avoid these facts, these three characteristics. So thinking, planning, ideas, um, expectations, um, future, past, I will be, I can, I ought to be, and all that into a kind of a, a, like a layer of emotional expectation and verbal chatter. Uh, you know, the, the attention that cuts through that or drops through that or penetrates that to what's really going on within this. A deepening attention. Yoniso Manisikara, attention that deepens. And you go into, this is the resistance. This is the wavering. This is the grabbing. Feel these qualities. And this is the place of releasing. Attentive, Attentive, clearly attentive, but also deeply releasing. Not inattentive. So we hear the chatter in our mind, okay, what's, what's the energy of this? So energy is a good way to, good thing to track. The other quality we're encouraged to develop, it's called mindfulness, which is an attention that stays with a particular theme as it unfolds. Mindfulness, you ever heard of that? <laughs> <laughs> is you stay on topic. And what you want to be cautious of is it's so easy to stay on topic with a line of thought. This and this, because that's what we've been trained to do. Follow the thought. Yeah. 
That's part of our, our conditioning too. Follow the thought. This to that, this to that, work it out. We've all been trained to place our mindfulness as a normal human quality to stay on a, on a conceptual topic. And a conceptual topic could be the things that are wrong with him. <laughs> or me, or my life, or my job, or my whatever. We stay on topic with that. A good hour or so. Easy. No problem. So mindfulness has to be carefully placed. This is what careful attention is about. It says, no, no, place it here. Stay on topic with the quality of, you could say, first level is, what is the emotional state or the emotive activation? What's your heart doing? Is it kind of pushing, resisting, snarling, defending? Is it uh, reaching out? Is it giving up? And Okay, let's stay, acknowledge that is there a theme within this that could give me steadiness? And the theme within that is energy. You focus on the energy of the mind as it's doing what it does, and you feel it in your body. You both focus on the topic of energy, and you widen your awareness to include what's happening, you could say, in your nervous system, or in your heart, or in your guts, or in your blood or in your pulses, that's some sense of, wow, feeling pretty fired up now. So you, you've come out of following the train of thought, or even the emotional pattern, which tends to proliferate, tends to extend itself. You come into the bodily, energetic experience of it, and the body, once you're... Is has a very immediate attention, immediate responsiveness. What bodies know that (coughs) minds don't know is how to switch off. What bodies know that minds don't know is how to relax. Now you may think your mind knows how to relax, but the way your mind relaxes is going into your body and relaxing, and then your mind relaxes. You sit down. Yeah. You put something down that you're reading. But there's a bodily shift that you go to that enables your mind to step out of its concerns or its obsessions or its energies. And this is the embodiment. Bodies know that. They know how to discharge and how to rise up. See, cats and dogs, no problem. They don't have these minds that we have. So you see a dog runs around, that's enough, gets his basket, (laughs) he's down, that's it, life's fine. Cat runs around, chases a few mice, sniffs the other, and then just crashes out on the carpet, no problem. Switches off like that. <laughs> Even the deer, when I was in this bushy park yesterday, most of the time they're just sitting there, just. <laughs> they're not bothered there's 8 million crazy humans around them. I mean, they should be, but they're not. Because <laughs> right now, 
the body knows how to just discharge in because the body is only ever present it doesn't have a future it doesn't create a, f- a result that it should get to it doesn't have that thing that pushes us to it doesn't create a possible it only knows what's happening and because we've been encouraged to create possibles right? what you could be if you just did this a little more yeah, that's the, in a way that's part of the business model isn't it the education model you could be you know, that that has become so ingrained that the mind doesn't know how to not have it without feeling lost or aim or confused how to not have a future how to not have a could be but where else would loving acceptance arise from? You can't have a loving acceptance of what you could be because it isn't there. <laughs> you can only have a loving acceptance of what is here now, can you? Can't you? Because there's nothing else, to, right? So when you come into the here, that here and now, that's the domain whereby if you are really putting aside even the shadow perceptions of you should feel another way, my sense is it may be difficult to track it, but you'll find something starts to accept. And it's not even a conscious decision. It's not because you're so wonderful. It's because it's natural. It's innate to organic life. In other words, organic life is about health. And health means, you know, it means it's accepting, it's it's embracing, it's fully supporting what's present, whatever form, shape, colour, texture, modality that's operating in. And that's off the track. That's off the contrived track. It's innate. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's... And we're trying to really... While we meditate, or kind of one of the, one of the possibilities of meditation is, is getting through, through realising the stressfulness of these programmes and patterns realizing the fallacy of the grooves of the movement towards success, pleasure, stability, some self-image or another, realizing these are always, always stressful. Even the good ones are stressful because you've got to keep them going. (laughs) You can't have a bad day if you... (laughs) So even the good ones are still stress-inducing. As you begin to see that, oh my God, oh no, that's all. Where do I go? Relax. Come into your body. Something shifts. It's it's, it's innate. But we, 
encouraging very much to stay with that experience through this kind of wobbly place where your programmed self is not really able to function or track it or get into its into its stride it's quite disorienting stay with it and then go into your body and listen in feel your way into that you're still present there's still presence what's it like to be with this and these qualities of I call it loving acceptance it's not love is of course such a powerfully triggering and caricatured word no resistance Um, no resistance embracing no resistance Uh, yeah and things start to fill out so this is the in my way I'm phrasing it this is a meditative model and um, so place that there because everything that we come into contact with in this time and hopefully as you study it learn it get more familiar with it throughout your days and throughout your ordinary experience you are finding that possibility does is available Mm -hmm. is available for you Obviously, we get very confused and, you know, into our habits of I should be, I'm not, what I, you know, and we're in that. But we keep remembering that and, have, and accessing that through this, through this model. And above all, because this is not mechanical, and it's not technological, it's not instantaneous. And it's not push a button and make it work. It comes at the speed of a plant taking up water. It's just a gentle... It's a soft arising, or a soft realisation, I would suggest. Incremental. So be prepared to be slow in that. You know, to hang in. Not move on to the next thing. 